Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Wilson. This is going to be a great episode. We talk about the fears that every homeschool mom faces, things like they aren't doing enough or that their kids won't be able to make it to college. We're sure you'll come away encouraged. Thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring this week's podcast. So let's get started. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to The Smiling Homeschooler. We're glad you joined us this week. Um, Before we kind of get into our topic, you know, uh, we just got back from a homeschool convention and uh, teach them diligently in Nashville, Tennessee, and it was amazing. It was a great convention, uh, but it was a little weird, Ben, um, because they had 35,000 cheerleaders there uh, in a kind of another convention going on at the same time. And I don't know, I was telling somebody I felt really old because the cheerleaders don't look like the cheerleaders I that I remember when I was in school. In fact, there must have they must have used I'd say about you know twelve truckloads full of glitter oh, on these yeah. girls. It's crazy. We were at another convention. I can't remember. I think it might have been Cincinnati, and there was a big, huge cheerleader convention. And they have these tiny little kids who are like eight, and they look like they're about twenty. You know, with all the makeup and everything they put on them, it's pretty crazy. They look pathetic. I mean, it was. Hey, I'm just going to say right off the bat, we won't linger on this, Mom, or Dads, if you're listening. And if your daughters ever look a certain way that you think is maybe too mature or too grown up or reveals too much, you know, you have the right to say, no, you're not going to wear that. Just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, okay? Um, well, Ben and I were talking about uh, April Fool's jokes um, because we uh, put one on the Facebook page. I don't know if any of you fell for it. But uh, it was awesome. I'm not a, I'm not a practical joker, um, but we uh, put on there that uh, that uh, there was a double lunar eclipse uh, known as a apple core. Did I call it the apple core? Yeah, eclipse. the apple core eclipse. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, did, you know, what I was thinking of other uh, uh, April Fool's jokes. I mean, I just love it. I love it when everybody's faked out. And like Ben was just talking of. Uh, of one, what were the one? What was the one you were just talking about? I'm part of a group on Facebook called the Dad Tired Group, and they had posted on there. You know, people can share like how prayer requests and stuff like that. And one of the the moderators said, "We've decided that if anyone quotes anything from Scripture, you're only allowed to use the King James version." And a lot of people were going; they just didn't, you know, didn't get it. And I was like, "Wow, that's surprising! I didn't think they were like that, you know." But uh, and then obviously they said April Fools, but I thought that was pretty funny. And probably the one that got me the most, I was most disappointed was a few years ago there's a big website called IGN and they put up this awesome trailer for a live-action Star Wars show and it was amazing I mean it had you know lightsabers like it and it was all their own footage like it they didn't use movie stuff they created it all put a ton of effort into it and I was like this looks so cool I sent it to all my siblings and everything and everyone was like wow and then it ended up it was just fake so I was super bummed by that (laughs) my favorite is uh, uh, well this is not my favorite but they just they just did one recently or was this yesterday that was uh, uh, for McDonald's in Australia they did a thing where they had a picture of the McPickle and it was like a hamburger that was only oh yeah I saw that that was cool and then you see that and and people were like complaining that they didn't get it (laughs) but one of my favorites was uh, Taco Bell Uh, several years ago they did one where they said that they had purchased the Liberty Bell and they were now gonna it was it would now be called the Taco Liberty Bell (laughs) (laughs) or the yeah the Taco Liberty Bell and people wrote in almost like 
you know, death threats. Because they, <laughs> I can't believe you're taking our national symbol and you're taking the Taco Liberty Bell. So I, started, I just love it. I love I've it. I think it's so funny. Some of the big companies were like outlawing it. Like Microsoft, I think, said like no one in their company was allowed to do it. Obvi- like as a company thing because they just didn't want confusion and stuff. But I think the one that was funny was Mom once uh, saw Redbox release a thing saying they were looking for job applicants for <laughs> yeah. to sit inside the little box and hand <laughs> the DVDs through the slot. And they showed like a diagram of a person sitting in there. Mom's like, wow, they really do that? I thought it was like a robot. And she was totally thought it was true. It's like, no, mom. Yes. No one sits inside that little red box. She goes, I thought it looked awful cramped. <laughs> it's yeah. like, no kidding. Well, that's that's what people said about the lunar eclipse. Even though I don't have any idea how you could have like a double eclipse on something. Right. Uh, so it was funny. <laughs> but hey, that's what they are. That's the point. But you have them. noticed if you're watching this live that I am no longer wearing my jacket that's because today was a little bit warmer uh still a little cold in here but uh we're starting to get in that spring weather and this is a big week uh for us because this sunday or saturday sunday is my son cal's 13th birthday and that's always a big deal um we've always made a big deal ben ben like we set his bar real high because <laughs> yeah it's been uh, downhill ever since yeah, everyone else yeah, and myself included submarine yeah that and, was pretty spectacular uh, but we've done some water parks and we did other things like that. And so Cal's Cal's into Lego. So right now they're painting the room. They're going to make it a Lego room, Lego bedroom. And so they're real excited about that. So uh, uh, and Ben's got a big project. Ben, you got a big project. Uh, <laughs> uh, you've been thinking about putting a little deck off the corner of your house. Um, yeah. In fact, we, we went over, I don't know, the end of last week and we measured off. I think we measured like. 18 by 14 or something like that which is i think it was 16 by uh 16 by 20 i think it was which is if you do that in uh square footage it's 320 square feet and don't ever get on facebook marketplace because good grief that place is like a rabbit hole of purchases like (laughs) so now you've got one that's the 1900 and something square feet so it's what is that that's like uh, 1960 divided by 320 is six times bigger than what we were planning on, and it has a pool in it, so <laughs> it's a good so deal. This but they're taking it apart. Yeah, so we have to go and disassemble or cut it up and move it over or whatever. I don't know. So, Mikhail, if you're watching this, it's all thanks to you. <laughs> uh, I wonder, Thankfully, yeah. I'm going to be gone, so yeah, I that's won't nice. be able and to help as you take it apart. Right. So, yeah, well, it'll be a good experience, a good challenge, so we'll see. But it'll either be a great thing or horrible. But you're going to be putting it together for a really long time. So I'll probably get help on that part. Yeah, definitely, for sure. There's no way I'm going to get it all done here in a couple weeks. But I'm sure this will want to Today we talk about um, kind of some of the things that, not some of the things I learned, but maybe about some of the conversations that I had with some of the homeschoolers um, at the convention. I just love going to homeschool conventions. I know Ben grew up going to them, but I love the conversations that we have. Um, moms, you come up to me afterwards, oftentimes with tears in your eyes, and you begin to share your stories. Dads show, share, share their own stories. They're a little different stories. Um, but, you know, if I could characterize all you moms by a single word, I think I would say you homeschooling moms are typified by being afraid or fear. Um, You know, you have this fear of doing it wrong, not doing enough, missing something, doing too much, killing the learning, not giving enough, doing enough, not learning, not preparing your kids. You're just afraid 
so afraid of everything, doubting your own efforts. And I really haven't met a mom out there, and I'm sure you're listening right now, nodding your head in agreement, who doesn't feel like she's failing. And so we're going to talk about that, but I thought before we dive into our conversation, maybe Ben could give us a little commercial. I want to thank Teaching Textbooks for all their support of the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. Our family has used Teaching Textbooks for many years, and we have loved almost every minute of it. Their new 3.0 version of their curriculum is better than ever, and you can access it from Windows, Macs, Chromebooks, and even smartphones. Each and every math problem is explained and demonstrated in an easy-to-understand way that takes the stress and responsibility away from you. Teaching Textbooks stores your child's grades so you can easily ensure that they are learning and check in on their progress. Teaching Textbooks makes math fun, and you can visit the website teachingtextbooks.com to check out their sample lessons and view a free trial. You can also visit their booth at the local homeschooling convention, and we'd encourage you to do so. We believe in what they have to offer, and we hope you check them out. Um, and, you know, so what I was thinking about is that maybe we just talk about some of the things that, so, uh, again, some of these fears that uh, homeschooling moms face. Um, and I know, you know, one of those fears right off the bat is that they feel like they're doing it wrong. Um, I, again, I just talked to these moms and, and you just are all convinced that everybody else is doing it the right way and you're doing it the wrong way. Um, you know, and, and, and your friends have tried to encourage you by saying, oh, what you need to do is you need to do it this way or you need to do unit studies or you need to... Uh, your co-op says, oh, you got to do it like this or, you know, I, I think you should be wise enough to check out what they wanted, you know, what they offer or the curriculums that they they suggest. But if you don't like it, don't do it and don't feel guilty. I don't know about you, Ben, but have you ever, you know, maybe not in homeschooling yet, but has anybody ever offered you and this is kind of putting you on the spot, but has anybody ever told you, oh, you got to do this or you got to try this? And you've just like not liked it at all, or you just even felt maybe a little pressure oh, yeah. that you should do that. I mean, that's super normal. I think not just for homeschooling, but for parenting, obviously. I think that's one where everyone has their you know suggestion of oh, well, you have to do it this way, or uh, you know, this is the way you need to do everything. Uh, so I feel it that way with Renly sometimes, and with Nudson. I'm sure we'll get to that point. And then also just uh, projects around the house. I'm always like a little bit leery of asking for advice because I'm like, you're going to tell me the super nice, perfect way to do it, and I'm wanting to do the quick and cheap way to do it. <laughs> so you know, right, or right, sometimes right. I'm sure you know, calling in like you call like some you know some professional over the phone you know and they're like oh well it's gonna cost you 10 grand to do it and i'm like well is it okay if i don't do it that way you know so i always feel pressure that from that um but growing up i you know i obviously i didn't feel that but i know mom did often and i and i don't know what it is about you moms who feel like you have to ask you know the truth is god made you smarter enough to figure it out so you don't even have to ask. You can just do what you believe is the right thing. Because you know what? You are smart. You, you, you've made it this far. You can figure out what's best for your kids. In fact, I'll, I'll hear my wife. She'll, she starts to say, so what do you think? And I'm like, oh, don't ask them because they're going to tell us. And then we have to feel awkward. So yeah. I just and would I, rather yeah. not do it. And I hear I've talked. I mean, almost every person our age that is thinking about homeschooling has said those exact things, like, "Oh, I'm not smart enough to do that subject, and I'm not smart enough to do that." And I think I don't know. Like, do you? 
I think people are putting themselves in the position of like, I'm teaching myself that because like, I mean, you're teaching a small mm. child and you're teaching them things throughout the day on everything else and you're able to do that. And if you really, really just truly cannot understand algebra or whatever your kid is once they're at that age, then I mean, you don't have to do it completely. You know, you can do things like teaching textbooks or whatnot, but I just feel like, you know, you can learn at the same time and uh, fake it, you know, I mean. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, and, and I remember truly don't. one time mom was talking to someone and they were like saying, well, I just don't know if I'm if I'm qualified. And, and this person we were talking to, you know, was super smart, super intelligent. They'd been through college. They had a tough degree. And Debbie or mom, she was just so wise in saying to her. So have you learned anything as you've homeschooled your kids? And, she, and she's like, oh, I've learned tons. And her point was, <laughs> right. so your kids don't have to know everything by the time they graduate your, your homeschool because they're going to learn a lot even after school. And I just thought it was really wise. So, mom, you know, you can't, you're not going to do it wrong. You do it your way. Go ahead. If you want to listen, you want to ask. But if you don't like the way they're doing it, if you don't like unit studies, if you don't like classical education, if you don't like whatever, you do it the way you want to do. Now, another I would hear these moms say, I just don't know if I'm doing enough. Mom said that uh, and I, I could either say Debbie or mom, but it feels right to say mom. <laughs> uh, so mom says said she had several conversations with uh, uh, ladies and one lady in particular who was just overwhelmed that uh, she felt like she was just wearing herself out with her daughter in homeschooling and and the daughter was like four you know <laughs> and she was doing it all day long um you know i just think you know the truth uh is we've been duped into thinking the length of time equals learning and really it does not equal learning in fact i think the opposite of true you know a short unit of study is better than a long unit of study. I mean, I think we learn uh, when everything's kind of condensed, when we're fresh. You know, I mean, there are times, I, don't, I would assume you have felt this way, Ben. You know, when you're working on a project, maybe late at night and you're starting to, you're starting to get a little muddled. I mean, if you stop and that's the it for the day and you start the next day and it's like, it's all clear, you know, it's all fresh again. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's just from a scientific standpoint, even. I mean, they say that you can't really learn at that long a period of time. But also, if you want to like learn about that, I think Diana Craft really had, or Diane Craft, sorry, uh, really had a ton of great stuff to talk about that, saying like, don't, you know, a lot of kids are getting burnt out and they fill up really fast and then, you know, then they can't just keep going. And I think that's totally true. And I know, like, I, I mean, I feel that even now sometimes with like, you know, my job or whatever, you know, where it's like you're doing something and you're just to the point where it's like, I have sat here banging my head against this so long. And, you know, for a kid, it may not seem like a big deal, I think, to an adult, but for a kid, that might be something that's really hard, you know, for them mentally or whatnot. Not like they're stupid, but just like it's something new or whatever, you know, and then it, it's just it can drain them really quickly, I think. Um, and so it's OK for uh, you, mom, to say, hey, we're not going to do every pr every problem on this worksheet. We're going to do every other problem or we're going to do five of the problems. And then you don't have to feel guilty. You can just wad it up and throw it away because you're probably doing plenty. In fact, we met someone at McDonald's today. Uh, her name's Angie. Uh, she sometimes posts on this. Angie's a new homeschooler. This is her first year homeschooling. And uh, she, I, I, maybe she had forgotten that we knew that. And so we saw her with a couple of her young kids and they were going to go pick out a cat that day. Um, and she goes, 
and Debbie was there and Deb, and she said, oh, I don't know if you know I'm homeschooling. And she was beaming this huge smile. She goes, we're finished by 1130 every day. We awesome. love it. And it was just so refreshing and exciting because here's the thing. You know, Angie knows that she's doing an amazing job because she's comparing it to what was before, you know, where your kids spend all day and they have to spend all day because they have a lot of moving and going and, you know, and they're, they have teachers that they've hired. So they have to spend all day and but you're working it won't be very long. Dakota. What? Well, and I feel like a lot of it is because, you know, the parents are at work or whatnot, you know, so then they, uh, you know, don't want to have to have the kids home until they're, you know, off work or whatnot as well. So I think exactly. they're going to have to stretch exactly. it out But it won't be very can. long before she starts doubting it mm-hmm. because the longer you homeschool, the, how those fears creep in. Um, but you re- need to know you're doing plenty. You know, and I talk to moms and they and they always feel like they're missing something, like they're going to have gaps. And the truth is, mom, you're going to have gaps. Your kids are going to have gaps. And that's okay. you know, because gaps happen and you're you're training your kids so that they can fill in the gaps. I don't know, Ben, I bet you've learned a ton of stuff since our homeschooling days or things that you had to learn because you needed to. I know we didn't prepare you enough for your job, but you've learned lots of stuff, haven't you? Yeah, of course. I mean, I don't know. I feel like almost everything that I learned is all the innate stuff that's like just you don't remember learning, but you, I mean, you kind of do, but like reading, you know, uh, writing, it's just like the stuff that's kind of, you know, you just kind of learn as a human or whatnot, you know, like being taught or whatnot. But uh, everything else I feel like is stuff that I've read or, you know, had to do or whatever else. And you just kind of learned it when I needed to learn it. And I think that's and that's the key. Don't you think when you needed to learn it? I mean, when it was you were motivated, you know, when you had something kind of extrinsically pushing you, because I I know, you know, we did some writing with you, but I know we didn't make you write long papers. You never wrote a long paper in our school. Yeah. But then when you did the CLEP test, when you did this, uh, your online right. uh, college at Thomas Edison University, you had to write some things. Right. And your teacher always praised you for what you wrote. Um, but you had that kind of motivation to do so. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that's totally true about almost everything. And I think like, you know, in work environment, uh, it's like... You know, we have the opportunity to hire someone and one of them has gone to school for web development, but one of them's done web development for four years that or even two years, let's say, which is half the time of the college degree kid, you know, and it's like the person who did it for two years is probably 20 times farther ahead than the person who did it, you know, for two years, not because college is worthless, just because like learning it when you need to use it is so much more Mm. effective than learning it off of, you know, because that's what the curriculum says, or this is what the test required. And then you're not really paying attention other than anything other than the test. But when you're on a position where you're like, I've got to figure out this uh, problem here, you know, or whatnot. And then you go, how, you know, you learn something to achieve that. I feel like it's so much more effective and you remember it long-term way better. So I don't know. That's just what I've seen from at least my work. Well, I think it's right. I think you're right. So, Hey, don't worry about it, mom. Don't be afraid. There are going to be gaps but they're going to fill in the gaps. God's going to fill in the gaps. And I I talk to moms who another one of their fears is that our kids aren't going to get into college. You know, maybe I won't prepare them enough. They're not going to get into college. You know, that that it's going to be too hard. I just had this conversation uh, last week with um, some people whose lives have been in education. 
you know, they're super uh, higher learning. Their whole lives have been in education. And we were talking about this, this, you know, really this myth that uh, college is so hard to get into. It used to be, you know, when homeschooling still first started, it was harder to get into college. But now they have said, and I believe it, that you can get into your kids can get into college because college is so competitive right now. You know, really, only the upper high, the the Ivy League schools, they still might be hard to get into. But all the other schools are easy to get into. They're so competitive that if you've got the bank, your kids will get into school. Right. You know, that's just kind of the yeah. truth. Well, isn't that what that big scandal just came out? And apparently, if you have millions exactly. of dollars, you can just get your kids straight into anything, which, I mean... If this college is willing to do it and make that a public statement, then I guess it's probably illegal as long as it's not a government-owned thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know a single homeschool person. I mean, I can't think of anyone of anyone I've ever known growing up that's ever not been able to get into school because they're like, well, sorry, you're homeschooled. You're not, you know, or wasn't able to pass it. I mean, I don't know anyone who's ever had an issue I, like I, that. I heard uh, HSLDA. Uh, Mike, Michael Ferris will say at one time, and this was several years ago. I'm sure it's changed. He said it's easier to get into, you know, an Ivy League school as a homeschooler than sometimes it is to get into cosmetology school. Um, you know, <laughs> right. that sometimes they have some. But that's that was then. Don't worry about it. If your child wants to go to college, he or she will get into college. Um, I was just talking to someone just past week and they said, well, you know, they were so afraid that they didn't have enough uh, foreign language uh, years. They said, oh, they, you know, some of the colleges, they said they demand three years of a foreign language and uh, their child just got accepted to this, you know, private college. And they said uh, and she was supposed to have three years of college, but she only had two or one. And I'm like, surprise, you know, that's because you paid for it. Right. And they want your child to go to their college as opposed to someone else's college or an online college. So that is, again, an unfounded fear. You don't need to be afraid of that. I feel like, um, I don't ahead. know, I feel like there's this like mystique around college. Like, you know, like everyone there is like somehow, like even though everyone who's been there knows this, it's you get this perception of like, wow, they must be brilliant because they're going to college. When it's like, if you go talk to them, they're just a bunch of tiny kids basically are all, you know, I mean, they're not tiny, but I mean, they're all young. None of them know anything about anything hardly. But, you know, it's like, it's not some insane thing, but everyone, you know, kind of looks at it like it's, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. And I'm not saying they're bad or it's bad to go. I'm just saying it's always weird no, to and, me but I think, and I think we as homeschoolers have believed again, maybe an unfounded truth that there's some magic formula to get in right. that we have to figure out what that is. Um, I, again, I think colleges and because I've talked to people, you know, they, they want homeschoolers because homeschoolers think differently than everybody else, than, than the norm of kids who just, you know, go through regular school. I was school just talking system. to a guy today, actually. They homeschooled their kids younger when they were, you know, pretty young, which, you know, I, I would encourage most people to go all the way through. But they were pretty young, and he said, oh, yeah, it was super cool because even though their sons were pretty far apart in age, you know, because they were homeschooled, they were allowed to – uh, spend a lot of time together. They learned to like reading and they learned and they played Lego a ton together. And he's like, I think those two things have made them 
exponentially better in everything in their life because they had a good relationship with their sibling. They Lego playing with Lego and having the time to spend hours in a day doing that, I think does create like imagination and something, you know, like just something not like obviously just the act of playing Lego is like so much more instructive than everything else. But like something about it is really good. And then, you know, learning to read and enjoy reading on their own is going to help them so much more future. I mean, learning to read, well, you'll be able to, or loving to read, will i think you'll you'll never have to worry if you enjoy reading then or your kid does then i don't think you'll ever have to worry about them ever not learning something and even as ben said that not every kid loves reading exactly you know but but they do like learning and uh so we want to encourage i think if you're homeschooling though you have a lot more higher chance of some of those things because they have the opportunity of time to enjoy just doing or you know being versus Here's all your homework. Here's all your assignments. Here's right. all your stuff like that. So, well, they find the things that they yep, like exactly. doing. So they do the things they like doing. Um, and in fact, I know uh, again some of this fear, unfounded fear, is that not only will they get into college, um, but they're, they're afraid that their kids, when they get into college, that they won't be able to handle the work because they didn't give them, you know, they didn't test them enough or they didn't work them hard enough. I just read a comment over on Facebook that someone said, you know, one of the reasons they do the standardized testing is so that their kids will know how to take tests in college. I just think that's, I just don't think that's a great line of thinking. Not because it's wrong, but just because it's not true. Ben, I don't know how many tests before your senior year, before you started College Plus, how many tests do you think you took in all of our schooling with you? I mean, does my math program through teaching textbooks count? If that doesn't count, then zero. Uh, I don't, I don't think, think he really even test, has any tests. It? No, not really. So probably zero that I can think of. <laughs> okay. And I just think this is, and I tell this these stories uh, everywhere I go. Um, but so Ben, after he, his last year or so of our homeschool, uh, he was involved in the, the, the thing called College Plus. It's not called College Plus anymore. It's called something else, but I don't know what it is. Um, and there are some other programs like that. that you know, they, it's an online university that they kind of help you through that process. And it was based primarily, I don't know, would you say 75% based on the CLEP test? Yeah. I think it's called Unbound now, I think. Maybe. I, think you're, I think you're right. Um, but so it was based on CLEP test. So here's a, a kid who's going to take all these tests. I mean, and the CLEP tests are hard. I, I thought maybe CLEP tests would be easy. I always thought, oh, club tests are kind of like crib notes, you know, it wasn't. But when I looked at them, I was blown away. Some of those were like six credit biology. Yeah, that, well, that one wasn't easy. That one was a nightmare. The other ones were <laughs> a lot easier than that one. <laughs> but, you know, here's a kid who's never had a t- test. He never had to fill in the blank. He never had to do any of those. He never had to, to know how to do multiple choice. And he, he passed it with flying colors. I mean, he was amazing. And I mean, I, I guess the thinking is that maybe tests aren't as hard to adapt to as right. we have been led to believe they are. I will say, yeah. yes, I totally agree. The only thing is like Rissa is I think part of it could be personality to some extent. I do know some people, you know, I don't like Rissa really, really almost can't uh not because she's dumb or anything like that just because i don't know but she she thanks for clarifying yeah i'm just saying it's not because like someone's lesser (laughs) because they can't do it 
But right. I know that she had some special things where they'd let her do it in her room versus like being competitive with everyone else because she'd always feel bad. Like if someone else got up early, you know, that she'd feel like, oh man, they got done quicker than me, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I think a lot of it was just, you know, you guys kind of expected, you didn't like enable me or whatever. You were just like, yeah, I mean, I just had to do it. You know, it wasn't really an option of like, oh, I just had to figure it out and I was, you know, how and to I, do it. I, th I think you're right too, that it is, it is, I've always, and I have said before that, you know, tests only measure how good you are at taking tests. Right. And, and you might be right, Ben. I mean, you are right. I mean, there are some people who just aren't good at taking tests. I was good at taking tests, but it was not a measure of learning. And, you know, and, and there, it, there is truth. And I, I guess I'm kind of backing up. I mean, if your kid, you know, wants to go to, college and he wants to do well on the act or the sat you can take little classes right. to learn how to take these tests <laughs> so so all that to say that i again by not giving your kid tests i do not think we're putting them in a bad position so later on they won't know how to take tests in fact there are plenty of i would guess public school kids and private school kids who when it comes to taking tests they're given special privileges too because whether they're yeah, auditory was, learners or yes. whatever, they get they get those as well. That was only when Rissa had to do it at a school or something like that. But I think also right. there's different goals. Like I feel like, you know, learning to pass the ACT or SAT is like the goal is to pass it. It's not to be like this test is to determine how smart you are. But I feel like all the other tests that are through a school system and through even a lot of homeschoolers, they're testing to see like, is are you intelligent or not it feels like and i think a lot of kids mm -hmm. then get this complex of like oh well because i failed at the standard test i'm now you know not as smart as my brother who did pass it really well or whatever so i feel like those are two different kind of goals you know and i think that those first that's the a, second one are really point. harmful i feel like and that's why i think those aren't really good because it's like you know <laughs> why is what someone says you know like for example like in history I could make a history test that someone who's a history buff couldn't pass anything on it, but that doesn't mean he doesn't like history or doesn't enjoy it. It just means he doesn't know those questions, you know, and that's what I feel like almost right, all right. tests are. Other than like, I'll, what's the alphabet? How do you do these simple math problems? Like those are things that almost everyone would know, but you know, right, uh, right. I don't know. And again, it's not really a measure of learning. I mean, I, I right. heard of a mom who, you know, she highlights everything in the book for her kids to, to memorize. You know, and then the kids, they, they just pick up the textbook. They, they memorize the highlighted parts. They pass the test. And really no learning took place. And yet we somehow feel okay with that. So I just don't think it's a very, I think it's kind of flawed. So right. don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Your kids are going to do just fine. Hey, we're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, you know, um, uh, we're, I'm real excited because next week we're going to be talking to uh someone from the blue collar homeschool this is i'll tell you honestly i don't know much about it but i'm intrigued um because it's a facebook page and a website uh based on uh a career focused education that says you know this is what our we know this is the direction our kids are going to go so we're going to train them and teach them according to this way i think that is the way learning should take place you know, if you have determined that your kids are not going to be a microbiologist, engineer, scientist, then there are certain things that you don't need to teach because they're not going to need to need, need that later on. If your kid's not going to be an animator, then maybe your kids don't all have to have art lessons. And if your kids are going to do this skilled uh, task 
maybe that focuses you as you're going to teach. So I'm excited about that. Let me just say too, as we uh, close her down, that uh, you know your kids are lucky to be home because when you homeschool your kids, just having your kids home uh, gives them an advantage. They're already ahead of the game, um, you know. And again, as you're trying to copy what the school is doing, the school is copying you. I was just in uh, Indianapolis uh, this past weekend. I was driving down and I saw this billboard. And I don't know if this was uh, uh, if this is what it was tied to, but it was this picture of a goat. And on a, and it said something about school and it said about, you know, enroll your kids in farm school. And so I just looked it up and it's the Indiana uh, Agriculture and Technology School. That's our home state, Indiana. And they're offering, you know, basically your whole curriculum uh, through this agriculture centered curriculum. Uh, in fact, I mean, this is the this is the high school core 40 coursework, and it says the path to graduation does not look the same for every high school student. Yeah. This is the public school saying it, and they're you know teaching about all these different uh, careers, and and they're focused on it. And I just think, you know, because they're copying us, because they're trying to do what already happens in your home every single day just common sense i mean it makes sense you know you watch like the old little house in the prairie you know and there's that that kid who's just a big pain in the back or whatever you know is acting up or whatever and then the teacher goes like hey how about you try this and they give them a something where they have to use baseball to learn math or whatnot and it's like and that breaks through and that happens in probably hundreds or thousands of movies and books and stories because like that's how people learn and that's what all homeschooling is, which is so cool. You're right. And so have a great weekend, Mom. Don't no more fear, okay? At least for the, at least for a few days. Um, so enjoy your children. Don't worry about those things because you don't have anything to worry about. Your kids are doing just fine, and that should make you smile. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us again next week as we talk more about this topic and have special guest Cindy from the Blue Collar Homeschooling on the show. We also want to thank our good friends at Teaching Textbooks for making today's show possible. You can learn more about all the great math products, view a sample lesson, and check out their affordable pricing at teachingtextbooks.com. Have a wonderful week, and as always, keep smiling. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble But when you worry you make it double Don't worry Be happy Don't worry, be happy now Don't worry Be happy Don't worry, be happy No place to lay your head. Somebody came and took your bed. Don't worry. Be happy. The landlord say your rent is late. He may have to litigate. Don't worry. <laughs> Be happy. Look at me. I'm happy. Ooh, ooh, ooh.
happy. I give you my phone number. When you worry, call me. I make you happy. No cash, ain't got no style, ain't got no gal to make you smile, but don't worry.